Hey there, friend. Welcome to It's Me, Michelle Castro, the podcast where we talk about everyday things 21st century life throws at us. I aim to look at everything through the lens of God's word. I'm not perfect, a sinner saved by grace. So if you're here for it, then welcome and let's get started. So we're in this unofficial, official theme of kind of uh, what does it mean to be a Christian in this world today, in the 21st century, what does that mean? And today I'm going to share with you some takeaways as I finished reading through the Bible. A few months ago, I did kind of a takeaway as I was mid through and um, I should have looked back at those, but I know that some of these are very similar, which is awesome because God is the same throughout the whole, the whole book of the Bible. And what I love is that there's everything in God's word that is profitable, right? It will all pierce it all. It has the ability to pierce through our, our soul, our hardness. And I would say if you're not hearing the Lord speaking to you, is there something that's keeping you from him? Is there some blockage, you know, like think of it in medical terms. Like if you're, if you're not feeling well, is there a blockage somewhere? Is there something that is preventing you from feeling good? The same is with our relationship with the Lord. I love, what is it? Psalms. I cannot think of the exact, and I don't want to guess in case I'm wrong, Um, but search me and know me. Is that Psalm 139? Search me and know me, Lord. See if there be any wicked way in me. So that's a great way to start. So I'm going to rapid fire these seven things that have struck me as I finished and completed reading through the entire Bible. And the first thing that struck me is, why didn't I do this sooner? And I'll say that I would hear people reading through the Bible and it may have just been me, but it seemed to be kind of laden with this, like, oh, I'm reading through the Bible. I love Jesus, so therefore I'm reading through the Bible. And I don't think most of them meant it that way. And I certainly didn't mean it that way. I was so enthralled with God's word and loved it that I'm like, why did I not do this sooner? Come on. So if you're like me and you've never read through the Bible, do it now. Um, the resource that I use, it's no secret, I've talked a ton about it before. Um, the first time I read through the Bible, because now I'm on my second time, the first time I used the five-day-a-week reading plan. And my reason behind that was, I'll be perfectly honest, the seven-day-a-week reading plan kind of scared me. I felt like I was starting January 1st saying, I haven't worked out in forever, but now I'm going to work out five days a week for three hours a day. And it just seemed like I was setting myself up for disaster. So I felt like the five day a week, okay, that gave me two buffer days that I could take advantage of. And in all honesty, I only took advantage of those buffer days. Like, And by advantage, I mean like there were only a couple days that I skipped. I want to say like two or three times in the entire year. But I do think there was something psychological about knowing that it's five days. This time around, I started with the Bible recap. Yes, it's a little tricky because she starts in January. It's a whole system with Tara Lee Cobble. She starts in January. But if you follow it on the Bible app, there is a plan in there. It gives you check marks. So if you love a good check mark, then that's what I'm doing. And then I just search through the podcast to find the corresponding day. It's super easy. You can do it. Okay, so number one thing that I'm struck with is why didn't I do this sooner? Number two is the consistency of God is truly awesome. 
Like that word awesome, and I know some people that are like, I don't use that word because it only refers to God, but awe-inspiring, how God is super consistent. I'm not consistent throughout the day. Like, I don't know about you, but there's times where I just happen to walk into my kid's room. And I know, like, if I had told them this morning, pick up your room when you get home, there's a chance by the end of the day, I kind of forget or I get inconsistent in different things. And so to see that God is consistent from the beginning of time to the end of time, from Genesis to Revelation, always. So, so awesome. Number three, God will not and cannot be manipulated. Not in any way. Like I think of Job, I'm actually currently in Job, which is really funny because I finished out with Job as the Old Testament book and then I'm starting out because Tara Lee Cobble in the Bible recap does it chronologically. Anyways, God will not be manipulated. And, you know, we see Satan or the the evil forces of this world coming to God and telling him, like, this is what I'm going to do. There's not any way that Satan can manipulate God. There's not any way that we can manipulate God. And I love that, which goes back to number two, God's consistency. Number four, God will not be mocked. He will not be mocked by us. We see it over and over again where we see society and and I would venture to say even ourselves at times where we mock God and he will not he will not tolerate that at all. But it is super easy to look at uh you know maybe celebrities or or where they do it to such an nth degree that it's so obvious. I would challenge that we really talk to the Lord and have a a come to Jesus moment and just say, Lord, what are the ways in which I'm mocking you in what I'm watching and listening to and and all that kind of stuff? But God will not be mocked. He will not tolerate it. Number five, the stories I've heard of all of my life, like Daniel or Esther or David or, you know, even Adam and Eve or Moses or Abraham or fill in the blank are so much more than I ever realized. So when you're a kid and you grow up in the church, rightfully so, you hear the story about David and Bathsheba in a very G-rated version. Again, rightfully so. It's kind of like how we answer our kids' questions when they're two and they say, where do babies come from? We don't get detailed, right? We give an answer that's appropriate for that age. Well, the same for me when I was a little kid, you know, they gave us the appropriate information at that time for stories like David and Bathsheba or Esther. I've really been so struck by that story of Esther. First of all, these are not stories. I use the word story to be like, you know, about their life, a book about their life. It's not like a fairy tale story. Um, But that story of Esther is so much more than my brain could ever have really understood. So I would challenge you to go back and, and read that. And that's where I really love the Bible recap and then other resources, commentaries. And she is not, the Bible recap is not the standard for everything, but she's done a really great job of explaining things in a very succinct manner. But when you find out like what really was going on, because when you look at a cultural uh, overview and see how things are handling, like, oh my goodness gracious, it blows your mind. And then to realize like God uses horrific circumstances to bring about his will. We all are familiar with Esther 4.14 where we hear, you know, um, 
Mordecai is saying, you know, maybe you were here for such a time as this, but that beginning part, and I've talked on this before, that beginning part is like, hey, here's the deal. God's going to do whatever he's going to do with or without you. Like we cannot thwart God's plan. We can't at all. But Esther, here's the thing. If you don't want to go to the king, not a problem at all. God's will is going to get done. It's going to happen. But if you don't do it, then your entire family will be, it'll be gone from the earth. Like that'll be it. It's done. Your, your family is done. So maybe God has you for such a time as this. And then we see all the lineage that comes through Esther. Pretty amazing. Okay. Number six, there are so many overlooked books of the Bible. It's like, we're like, oh, Genesis and Exodus. Of course, I know those. Those are awesome. And then numbers. Oh my gosh, it's so many numbers. We know about Job, Psalms, Proverbs. Hello, yes. Song of Solomon, a little racy, but you know, it's there. So we know all of these like, you know, highlight books. They're they're the popular ones. They're the ones that in the box office, they have performed really well. But then there's those other books that are, less popular. I really was struck just by things within the book of Nehemiah. Um, I loved learning about Gideon. I like so many stories and books through the Bible that I just was not as familiar with because they don't get as much play. And so when you read through the whole Bible, you get to read all of these. It's pretty cool. Number seven, if God forgave and redeemed people like David, Rahab, Peter, Paul, Abraham, Moses, Noah, Adam and Eve, and so on and on and on and on, he can and will forgive you and me. How encouraging is that? There is nothing, zero, zip, the blood of Jesus will not cover if we come and repent and ask for forgiveness. Oh my goodness, hallelujah and amen. I don't know about you, but I need that reminder a lot of times to know that the simplest, like we we put a scale on our sin, but the the smallest to the largest, God does not see them as small and large. Uh, but in our eyes, when we think, oh, well, that one's not so bad. All of those were guilty of placing Jesus Christ on the cross. But if we're repentant, there's not anything that the blood of Jesus will not cover. And I just love that. And I'm going to give you an eighth, a bonus, as I was talking through here. I was so blown away by how often the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Old Testament. Oh my goodness. You know, a New Testament believer, we live by the New Testament. Um, And I would have told you that, of course, the Holy Spirit was there. I mean, he's part of the Trinity. They're all together. But I have been struck with how many times the Spirit is named in the Old Testament. And I started um, like coloring it in in a, a uh, a red colored pencil. And I love it. It's so awesome to look back and just see how often the Holy Spirit is there. And then when you go to Acts and you see how the Holy Spirit is in us, amazing. So amazing. And another, a a, a podcast for a later time is just really um, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so if that's something that you have ever struggled with understanding, then you are not alone, friend. I have struggled with that so much. And it's just really been in the last couple of years that I'm like, hold up. Holy Spirit lives in me. Oh my goodness. Like what have I been missing out on? So again, 
podcast for another time. So here were my seven, but really eight things that I was struck by as I finished and completed reading through the entire Bible. One, why didn't I do it sooner? Two, the consistency of God is absolutely awesome. Number three, God will not be manipulated. Four, God will not be mocked. The stories that I have heard from childhood are amazing, but they are so much more detailed and intricate. And to see the hand of God in those, you see it when you understand so much more the depth and the, the, the background of it and context and everything. Number six, there are so many overlooked books of the Bible that I may never have read had I not read through the whole Bible. And number seven, if God can forgive and redeem people that are all throughout the, the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, it's all filled with sinners. There's only one sinless man mentioned in the Bible, and that is Jesus Christ. If those people can be forgiven, then so can you and I if we repent and ask Jesus for forgiveness. Dear Gracious Father, I thank you so much for each woman who is listening today. I pray that she needed this encouragement in her heart today and that she feels it, that she recognizes your Holy Spirit that is living inside of her if she has given her life to you. Father, that she will... um, repent if there's anything that is obstructing that conversation and that communion with you, Lord, so that that uh, relationship may be clean and that um, she might hear your voice. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we have your written word. I pray that we would be consistent to read what you have written for us. And in your son's name, amen. Really quick, before you go, would you take a second to subscribe to the podcast? Wherever you are listening right now, go find out how you can subscribe. That way you're not going to miss a single episode. And secondly, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave me a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.